today on the Self Smarter Podcast. Really reflecting on what you would you like to accomplish relative to overcoming a challenge and or leaning into an opportunity so you have a triumph. Right. That to me has been more of a winning mindset in terms of the way I look at, at a year forward. Hi, we're Danelle and Megan, the hosts of this conversation-centric podcast for leaders seeking to be better every day. Whether you choose to be a leader in the workplace, at home, or in your community, we believe the most effective leaders are equipped to not only be self-starters, but self-smarter. Hello, and welcome to Self Smarter. I'm Megan, and this is my friend and co-host, Danelle. Hello, everyone. We're back. We are. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Mm -hmm. It has. It actually kind of feels weird. (laughs) Not like, like too weird but just yeah we haven't been recording in dallas i know but it's been great because i think there's a lot of voices from our team and a lot of great content that's been put out there that uh were wonderful perspectives and so really proud of hannah and mckenzie and hannah and hallie caroline it's just been those have been some amazing episodes and i hope our listeners have enjoyed it so they were very vulnerable and put themselves out there. And I think it was really, really great episodes to include in our collection. Agreed. Yeah. So I thought it would be fun if we talked about, it's a new year. Mm-hmm. And I know that's kind of, at this point, it's kind of the, the hustle and bustle and the excitement around new year is kind of fading. Okay. But is if it? I, well, yeah, I mean, right. it's mid month mm-hmm. and now we've got people who have, are either <laughs> making their resolutions really happen like this is kind of the point Mm. after the new year where people are like yeah that resolution's not quite gonna work out yeah or they're like no 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 no. like i'm gonna pound through this promise and make sure that this happens so Mm. i was just curious Mm -hmm. i don't i don't necessarily want to talk about our resolutions for this year i thought it would be way more fun to talk about what we resolved to do last year okay and how that worked out (laughs) Um, do you remember what you resolved to do i was a little i was a little lean on resolutions? If, if, on resolutions. And I, 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 I try to set goals for myself. That's mm-hmm. been a, you know, reoccurring thing. But I think I had made so many changes the fall before. Like yeah. 2022 was a big year of, of, of a lot for me. So I think I came into 2023 with a little bit different perspective. But, you know, I, I, I resolved to definitely bring a lot more, you know, if you think about dry January. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I committed to I committed to dry January. <laughs> I drank a lot of dry Sauvignon Blanc. I bet. All the dry wines. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, no, I didn't. Do you have anything extra dry? <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, exactly. I know I, I, I respect everyone. And living in New York, that is a thing. Dry January? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. And the restaurants get involved. I bet they're not, they're probably sad about it. The cocktail list is, is expansive. It's still expensive. It's still $20 for no booze in it. Yeah. I'm like, no thanks. Anyway, no, I mean, I had some, I think I would say that my resolutions were extremely personal and I think it was, again, I was still reeling from 2022 and, and the big changes in my life. And uh, I, I'm a little bit more intentional about 2024, mm-hmm. so that is that is what's important. But uh, you know, I I wanted to travel. I traveled. I yeah. wanted to do more exploring of New York City and get to know the city a lot more. I wanted to expand my community there. I certainly wanted to have as many guests as possible. You know, come to the city and and, and experience it, and and also experience New York in different seasons than what I had typically as a visitor 
been able to do. And so I did. And I, I learned the subway system. I feel very proud of that. I still stumble, but I learned to take the subway. And so I did very much things that I'd done before, but then very New York centric is That's what awesome. I would say. How about you? That's awesome. I, I think I did something for a while that was pretty good. So I, I said it on this podcast. I said I was going to um, get into Pilates and I did. Mm-hmm. And that sustained for about six months and I felt great. I mean, I was sore. I was going to cuss there. So I'm reserving the word. Okay. All right. Sore as shit is what I was going to say. <laughs> I think that's okay on this podcast. <laughs> I should have invested in Epsom salt because I bought so much of it. But it, it was just, I just got kind of tired of it. Like yeah. I tend to do that. Like I do something over and over really hardcore and then I get tired of it. Sure. So anyway, I'm going to start that back. I also resolved last year to go to Europe for a while. Didn't mm-hmm. because, you know, Cooper ended up going to summer school in New York. And so mm-hmm. we just, you know, we have to make money. We all do. We have to make logical yeah. money decisions and that just wasn't in the cards. So, but still I would, you know, this year I would like to spend some time traveling and sure. uh, just like you, you know, um, I don't want to get to know Dallas a whole lot more. <laughs> well, then I will be <laughs> your accountability partner, and okay. I'll just be sending you places. That cool. You already either did. You you need- did today or yesterday. <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll be in your ear about that. Thank and I'm, I'm starting Pilates as well with a, n- a new coach, so we can do that together yes. as well and hold each other accountable. Okay, so my goal, though, because mm-hmm. I got up to level one, mm-hmm. I think I'd like to get up to level two. Okay. All right. That's a great goal. Yeah. That's that's a big deal. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So before we get going into our topic, let's skip to this quick commercial. It's a new year, self smarter listeners, and never is there a better time than now to delve into your business's marketing plan for the upcoming year. At DMA, we're eager to help you do everything you got going on with marketing, but especially the things that you should be thinking about right now. For instance, let's finalize that marketing plan. Let's get your trade show booths and plans in order for the year. Let's analyze your digital marketing efforts for the prior year and put those learnings to work for you this coming year. Everything social media related. We can help you grow your community, engage with people more often, and ultimately build a relationship between your business and your prospective customers. No matter your marketing goal for the upcoming year, our team of marketers is ready to help you. To contact us, simply reach out to info at dma-solutions.com and we'll schedule a call to get down to business. Okay, so we're talking today about reflecting on 2023 and embracing 2024. We've already started this episode talking a little bit about resolutions Mm -hmm. from last year and how that went or didn't go so well. So I just think, you know, when we're thinking about this episode right now, is such a good time mm-hmm. for leaders to really think about what went well mm-hmm. from a leadership perspective. So True. getting a little more narrow there or what didn't, which is sometimes even more helpful mm-hmm. when you look at things like I didn't do that. And I said right. I was going to do that and use this information to kind of build on our strategies for, for the year ahead. Mm-hmm. So. I thought it would be, and I know you did too, we talked about this, we, we, we want to get a little candid today in terms of how our business went, what it was like living through those changes in 2023, and not even changes, but it was just the evolution of a business. Yeah. Every year in a business, there are going to be changes, and as leaders, the question is, is are we prepared for that? Mm-hmm. I'd love to say we're prepared for it most of the time, but guess what? We're not, because we don't always know what challenges 
we're going to be facing. Mm-hmm. Too bad we're not soothsayers because, you know, <laughs> that would be make things a lot easier. Yeah. So this year, this this episode, I thought we could talk about those things and just kind of encourage you listeners to be thinking about yourselves. Yeah, I think, you know, resolutions, they, I don't know, they, 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 they are what they are. And I think our conversation probably, if, if, if you know, explain that a little bit better. Their goals or the things you want to accomplish in the year, things you want to, you know, commit yourself to. And I think that is fine. Yeah. I think from a leadership perspective, whether it's personally or professionally, you know, wherever you've designated leadership in your life. And most, I think most of our listeners were, were, were pretty comfortable with who you are. Yeah. I think you're leaders in, 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 in multiple aspects of your life. And that could include in parenting, that can include your community, that can include certainly your work. I think, what the more important thing that we can do if if goals and resolutions are not necessarily what you feel like you need to do every January like if you find that to be a bit of a challenge or if you you find yourself not necessarily leaning into that or if you do this could be in addition to but I really think reflection on a previous year really needs to be as you said focused on what went well and what was challenging. So the triumphs and the challenges of that year and trying to sit down at the beginning of a period, whatever period that is for most of us, we look at a calendar year, Mm -hmm. January through December. What are some things that we would like to see in order of our leadership roles, the roles that we have committed to relative to things that we want to have been positive, Mm -hmm. you know, what, and what can we predict might be of a challenge and or we're carrying over from a previous year that we want to see that challenge then become something that we overcame and I think that to me is where the energy for prep preparing for a time period before in this instance we're talking about a calendar year Mm -hmm. I think that type of mental preparation is 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 a mindset that is more productive for little the role of leadership, Agreed. in my opinion, because yes, deciding you want to read 20 more books or listen to, you know, 10 more podcasts, you'll, you'll get to rocking and rolling on those things. And then life is going to happen and you can kind of feel a little bit let down. But if I think we're yeah. looking through a lens of obviously set those goals for yourself, you know, again, at the same time, be thinking about if I'm, looking back on a year, what are the things that I want to see as major accomplishments? And, and, and may, they might happen in a few of the months. They might happen in one week in a given time period. But I think really reflecting on what you would you like to accomplish relative to overcoming a challenge and or leaning into an opportunity so you have a triumph. Right. That to me has been more of a winning mindset in terms of the way I look at at a year forward. And I think that's why when you asked me the question at the beginning of the podcast, I kind of hem and hawed because I really don't I really don't look at a year any longer in, in under those lights. Do I have goals? Of course I have goals. But I may decide to set a goal in April. Yeah. To be accomplished by August. Like, That's fair. And so I think It's like that giving yourself a little break. It is. Because I think a year is a long time. It is a long There's time. There's a lot of things that can happen yeah. in a year yeah. that can dissuade us. And then we look back and go, oh, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Right. The fact that you stuck with Pilates and got to level one, it doesn't matter that you didn't do that for 12 months. But you kind of see that as, oh, well, I only did it for six months. So what? Yeah, You I accomplished did it. your goal. Yeah. So I think it's just... 
again, just tweaking of the mindset and really using a the years forwards and backwards as a catalyst for what we, again, what we want to triumph over mm-hmm. and realizing current challenges that exist that we want to overcome, as well as those that we might predict given what a year ahead might throw our way. Totally. I think too, you know, I wasn't necessarily planning on saying this, but listening to you speak, I was thinking, you know, something that you and I were able to do, I think in 2023 was pick goals based on emotions. Like, Mm -hmm. does this bring me joy anymore? So, so in favor of achieving something, going towards something, or even in favor of walking away from something, mm-hmm. does this thing that I'm, you know, like the minute Pilates was a chore for me and it wasn't fun and I was having to like cram it in mm-hmm. to my schedule, it wasn't fun for me anymore, yeah. you know? So I think we have to be okay with those types of decisions throughout the year, even though you said, I'm going to do 12 months of D, 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 to yeah, your point. point yeah. And then you make it six months and you're like, oh, I'm not going to get my year. Well, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I did do it until it brought me, didn't bring me joy anymore. And hopefully that day will come back when it does. And, sure. it, you know, here I am. So right. anyway, I, I just think that's, you know, use your emotions. And all I talk about this a lot. I'm like, well, how does that make you feel? You know, exploring New York mm-hmm. clearly brought you joy. Mm-hmm. Getting the subway system down was a feat mm-hmm. in and of itself. And it didn't require anything but you to just try, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's just perspective. It is. So then let's talk about some things that challenged us, us uh, mm-hmm. business-wise in 2023. Are you open to being open about that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know of many businesses. And, and the interesting thing about, you know, my time in New York is I've met a lot of people in our, in our field of marketing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, like, it wasn't intentional. I didn't join a bunch of marketing groups. I mean, there's some executive groups that I, I'm involved with, but I, I, I just met a lot of people. And I guess New York is just kind of, there's just a lot of marketing and media people in sure. the space. And we've had two great guests on our po- yeah. previous podcasts with, with Molly and Sarah. And I would say that the, and the reason why I teed that point up is to say that across the board, I haven't met many people in any area of business, but in particular marketing, where the the inflation, the impact of inflation on business. Yeah. And I don't know that it's just inflation. And maybe Drew's listening to this and he's like, it's not just about that because, you know, Drew is my, yes. my, my financial compass about a lot of things, macro and micro. But I just know that whatever has happened in our economy or what is anticipated to happen, whether it's interest rates, what's going on in banking, what's going on in all of the other areas that impact really how our money flows Finances. and what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. It, it, has, it has been very, very um, impactful in the space for which our particular business serves. And we have found ourselves after 20 years in business, I'm very proud to say we'll be 20 years old in, in, in March, April. And we've seen some impacts to our business that we've never experienced before. Yeah. We've experienced them somewhat, and then it would turn around. Now, for those of you who may be new to listening to the podcast, we serve predominantly one industry, which is perishable food industry, so farming. That your fresh food that you eat, those the, those are the clients that we serve, and we serve those those are our clients as well as any service oriented. Think about your packaging. Think about how your food gets delivered to you. So those are our clients. 
So the impact on food that is grown from an economic standpoint, if you think about we're impacted by fuel, we're impacted by, you know, weather, weather, massive impacts on weather, which is not really economic, but it still ends up being economic. Right. And then, you know, and if I I don't, I don't want to be political here, but immigration, there's just a lot of things. If you look at who, you know, how harvest our food, that's right. And so there's just a lot there. So I think it's the combination for our particular business where we had like this economic issue with a lot of scrutiny around marketing. Mm. So there was, you know, there were at times where business was withdrawn from us and it had nothing to do with performance. It was skepticism about marketing. And when there's finite amount of resources available to keep a business running, sometimes marketing is one of those things. It's unfortunate because marketing could also be the catalyst that could turn that around. I won't get on my soapbox <laughs> about that. That being said, and it's also the impact to the particular niche industry of which we served that has been brought us much just joy and, and you know, it was a combination. So we have had to do some things differently and think through some things differently. That, and I say all of that to say that has challenged us as, as leaders unlike we've ever been challenged before. And I think sometimes, especially when I have discussions with folks who listen to our podcast, there's this, there's this, this tone with people that I've noticed. And I I think you've experienced the same is that we've got it figured out. No, no, no. We're still figuring it out. We will always be figuring it out whether it's never and it's just like, I'm always going to be figuring out how to be a mom to my adult daughter right. who's 23 that's different than 16 that's different than 18 you know the, that's going to be different than 25 30 40 like it's just one of those things it doesn't mean that I don't take all that knowledge and wisdom with me but I also have to be agile we have a whole episode on the importance agility. of agility yeah. and I think this year has taught you and I more about agility than all of the previous 19 years yes I mean seriously. So that's me being vulnerable about what we face. And I was like, you know, I think there now we're starting to see, starting to reap some of the lessons of a very challenging year for our business. We're starting to see some, some changes. We made a lot of drastic changes in our business and we're starting to see that come to fruition. A lot of difficult decisions have been made. So, and that's part of leadership. It is. And we don't talk a lot Mm -hmm. about that on here because you know, it just so happens that we were already a full almost year and a half in before we started facing some of these these challenges. In, challenges and now here we are. We're on the other side of a lot of them. Yeah. And, you know, we lived through it, but mm-hmm. that's what we want to talk about a little bit more. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the on like the next thing, you know, the logical next thing I'm listening to you talk about the inflation and the impact on our business is, okay, well, how do we manage resources as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And so a challenge for us in 2023 was getting our arms around, let's call it expenses mm-hmm. of things that we had been hanging on to for 20 years that maybe aren't necessary anymore. They had lived yeah. out there, you know, well, I, well, I have to, I have to correct. I don't know that we have many of the same expenses other than payroll that yeah. we had for 20 years, but things that we'd had, you know, that we were investing a lot of money in that maybe yes. we were no longer serving us. Not needing that yeah. anymore. Like, do we really need to do that? You mm-hmm. know, so we, we had to make those decisions. So while these, we were, our business was being impacted in the way you just described, we also have people working here who 
are looking to grow. Mm-hmm. So those things are counterintuitive. Yeah. Like we're trying to cut expenses and people are wanting to make more money. Mm-hmm. So it, that was really hard to talk through with people. Yeah, and I don't know that, I think it's like evaluate expenses because I think cut expenses is just like the general term. I think we were evaluating expenses as it relates to, you know, how long is this, 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 mm -hmm. this, I don't even know if the right word is squeeze, but how long is our industry going to be impacted by all these different factors? How long do we have to prepare for this potential, you know, moment in time and what can we do to preserve you know, the things that matter the most to us, which is our people being a human centric, which we talk about all the time, a human centric organization where we invest in development, we invest in people, we invest in learning, we invest in all those things. It's like, you almost have to sit down and say, what are the non-negotiable things on your P and L that have to stay? What are the things that need to go? Because, you, you know, you're not fully utilizing that. And what are the things that you are kind of in that yellow area. Maybe you just need to restructure the relationship with a vendor. You need to restructure things and really look at your business in that way a little bit differently. And I think relative to where you are headed to people, of course you want your people to continue to grow. But I think when you have the right team and you have the right culture, you, you know, and you're sharing openly about what's going on with the business, there a lot of times, and we've experienced this, there's some self-selection there that says, actually, I've been wanting to talk to you about working part-time. Mm-hmm. I'm a new mom. And if that's option and that will help the company, I get to stay with the company that I love. Mm-hmm. I get to do things a little bit differently in my personal life. And I, is that an opportunity? So I know we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but yeah, it's not always cutting expenses. It's just reevaluating them. And that is, that's not always a pleasant part no. of, of, of any version of leadership, whether that's your personal in your home, yeah, looking at the same thing. I mean, it's not like we're just talking about, you, you know, because you may be listening and be like, well, I have no say over, you know, expense management in my company that's where right. I work. Well, you do in your household. Yeah. And I got news for you. Interest rates aren't going down. I'm sorry. That eventually <laughs> impacts us all, you know? So I think it's, 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 it's a thing that we can dread because it can almost feel like, oh, we didn't succeed, so we're having to make these calls. What I'm encouraging us to do, that it kind of, we had to do it a little bit reactively, which didn't feel good, is maybe we take a stance to proactively do some of that. What are some things we can do now over the things that we oversee? And maybe you don't fully oversee the budget for the company in your role, but if you have oversight of any kind of spending at all, maybe took a, take a look at some of those things and saying, Hey, here's some things that I think we can be smarter about, 100%. or we can try to negotiate different. We can look at things a little bit differently. Even if you're doing it from the standpoint of just putting some money away mm-hmm. in case the pressures eventually impact the business that you serve. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's what I'm trying to encourage us to do. And I have to, I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to everyone who's listening is to be a little bit more proactive with that and not let it come to you. And I'll be honest with you, we kind of got caught on our heels because we just have year over year of, of, you know, steady growth. Yeah. And then we had to deal with a little bit of a, of a different trajectory in 2023 and just, dealing with that. And so I think that's what we're attempting to be very honest and open about here is because, you know, 
it's 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 been a challenge for us yeah. as leaders. Yeah. And then to flow into the next thing that I really want to talk about too that is parallel. You said it earlier that people could see that like I in 2023 I could really see mm-hmm. that people that worked with us at least mm-hmm. were able to self-identify where their needs in life have changed. So let's say I'm a new mom mm-hmm. and like you said someone would come to me. This wasn't an, this wasn't a, an abnormal thing in 2023. Mm-hmm. Someone would come to me and say, listen, I know we're reevaluating expenses. I know how important that is to the business and for all of us. Mm-hmm. I would like you to consider me working part-time mm-hmm. at this amount of hours, 10 hours, 20 hours, whatever the number is, because I want to do this. You said that already. I appreciate that. That's mm-hmm. proactive communication from an employment standpoint. From my, I feel like that's not even employment. That's like we're on this thing together. We're on this ship together. Yep. What was really hard for me navigating in 2023 was I know we're evaluating expenses and I know that we're sort of pausing right now, but I need to grow. Yeah. We actually had that. Like we actually had some, listen, I know the business has objectives mm-hmm. and I know the business has goals, but you need Megan to understand that I got to grow and I got to maybe go. Mm-hmm. And so for us to have the fortitude, I guess, and mm-hmm. for them too, quite frankly, mm-hmm. to say that and us be able to help people find a way, mm-hmm. find a way because for one, yes, we are going to be very careful mm-hmm about what we promise, what we don't promise and what we're able to do. But, you know, I wasn't in the business. You and I weren't in the business in 2023 of making like dreams come true every day. Yeah. We were in the business of managing the cards. We were dealt Mm -hmm. from a business standpoint, as I think many companies were around the globe Mm -hmm. and probably still are. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, there are people who, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. They just, you know, it's something they aspired to do differently or something they just wanted me to know, I guess I had to make a decision. You know, mm-hmm. I felt that way mm-hmm. in 2023. So anyway, I, I just wanted to say like, I really appreciate those forward. I look back now in 2023, people's lives changed mm-hmm. for us here on this team. And then we had to respond accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, you know, th- that wasn't a, that wasn't the overarching that was, you know, that was a particular instance that we have. You're going to have that in good times. You're going to have that in tough times. We've had plenty of people come to us and say, good. yeah, I understand. <laughs> but at the same time, I think sometimes those, those, those requests, those challenges are met in a time where the answer could be yes. And maybe the answer is like, from a value perspective, it's, it's not the right time. So I think there's. I think, you know, that's, that's certainly an indicator. It's certainly something we had to deal with. I think we dealt more so with because we shared the reality of what we were facing as a business with our team. I think the major point is the fact they were able to be empowered yes. to make decisions for themselves. for themselves to really think about, oh, I don't have to work full time. This company values me at part-time and that's going to enrich my personal life. Oh, wait a minute. 
I don't necessarily oversee expenses, but I, I utilize a certain expense and I'm going to go see if I can find a better deal yes. or an, an alternative. We have, so you know, we had even junior people looking for better deals on software or a software that wasn't quite as expensive that they felt like we weren't even utilizing what the Mercedes of software we had mm-hmm. bought. You know, we really just needed a, a dependable, you know, Toyota for right now. And I, it's examples like that. And I think that was just so... inspiring to me as a business leader. That's a lot of the weight that we tend to carry ourselves, but we did it differently this time. And even though it changed the dynamic in some ways of our organization relative to, we were very much 100% full-time full benefits. And now we have a much more, um, I wouldn't say it's evenly divided between full-time, but it's, you know, and I think that's another lesson leaders is that we spent so much time trying to figure out how to become a hybrid organization after COVID that we thought flexibility relative to work remote was the, the end all be all. We didn't see three babies coming within, you know, uh, less than a year. Yes. We didn't, we didn't new babies, like first time moms Mm -hmm. of tenured people at our company. We didn't know that was, we were happy as hell. We didn't see that coming, and then that changes the dynamic for what they need. And, you know, so it, because of the situation, a temporary situation of our business being in a particular spot um, relative to, you know, sales or, or whatever it may be, we were able to think broadly about our organization and, and, and almost restructure it for yeah. future. yes. And it looks different for us. Right. It's it, it's going to look it different for us. Different, yeah. And it does. And in a good way. It just, my point being, is that these challenges in our in, in our universe yeah. probably aren't going to cease. Yeah. And most likely, and actually, they're not. So what can we do to not only prepare for the moments of extreme growth? I think those are just as challenging as when you have a, you know, when you have a dip in sales that you're, you're not anticipating because it's not performance driven. It's not a, oh, this is a misfit, you know, between us and a client, you know, yeah, it's very much so driven by that. And it, and it feels like you're out of control. Yeah. Well, all I'm in suggesting is that leaders, let's, let's anticipate some of these things that could potentially be a challenge and let's have some options for it and let's go ahead and make some moves mm-hmm. to potentially create some reserves and maybe all those reserves go towards your people mm-hmm. you know it, 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 there's a lot towards that but I think from a leadership perspective the biggest lesson I learned in this year is because we are used to dealing with challenges relative to growth mm-hmm. and when we had a bit of, of, of a pullback you know a change I don't think I know for me, I won't speak for you, but I know we went through it together is like we weren't as prepared Mm -hmm. for those things. And I will tell you, it elicits different kinds of emotions for you. Totally. Because I've always known this. Sales fixes a lot of shit. Well, guess what? (laughs) You know, if it's if it's the alternative, if it's it's the opposite of that, it can bring on a level of anxiety and fear, especially when you weren't anticipating it. Mm -hmm. That is difficult. And thank goodness we had the healthy culture. Yes. We had the right attitudes. Yep. Yes. Some, we had an instance to Megan's point where we had someone who no matter what was going on with the business needed to go find more more money. And guess what? We encouraged them to do that. 
and supported them and the relationship is still intact. Yes. It, and so that's okay too. I just want to give everybody permission that that's okay. Yes. But we couldn't have had that conversation if there wasn't trust. That's right. And that's what I'm encouraging is to make sure that you can foster those types of conversations as icky as it feels, mm-hmm. potentially. It felt icky for you to hear that mm-hmm. because you didn't have that mindset. Right. But there was nothing wrong with that person having no, that mindset. Nothing wrong. And because there was a conversation and it worked out. Right. So I think those are the lessons. And I think I don't know how many leaders out there of you are experiencing potential some, you know, downward turn in your business, you know, temporary or not. I think all downward turns can be temporary if you have a healthy business model. You know, and I think they're, they're good. And it's just like the market. There's, I like to call it a correction. I felt like in 2023, yes. DMA had, we were forced to correct some things in our business because we'd been so hyper-focused, which is the genesis of this podcast on built rebuilding our culture that yes. we started to do years and years ago, eight years ago or nine years ago, whenever that was, when, you know, elicited by the 26% approval rating of, of my poor leadership. And then from there, we were just so hell bent on that and doing the best marketing work possible that from a, a business, I guess the, the interworking is not that we've ever been flagrant with money or anything like that. No, no we, we, no. we run a very fiscally sound business, um, pay on time, no yeah. debt, some fundamental tenants that I'm very, very dedicated to. That being said, I feel like it was a good year of correction that taught mm-hmm. us some lessons that we had not needed to learn. Right. And that's what we're trying to share with you today. That's, right. that's exactly right. Which yeah. really, and you, you kind of already led into this, but really one of the big thing, themes for me for mm-hmm. 2023 was mental and emotional health management. So not only... Or we, you know, the, the podcast is such a bright light and so exciting. Oh, yeah. You've been very open about your journey with emotional and mental health mm-hmm. on this podcast. That's something I want to work on in 2024 is just being a little bit more vulnerable about, about that. Mm-hmm. 2023, you would think, listening to us talk about the year, you would think we went through a really tough friggin' year. Mm-hmm. relative to emotional and mental health. I wouldn't say it was a cakewalk, Mm-mm. but I would say because of the culture, all the things that you just said, because of the trust, mm-hmm. man, I'm, uh, you know, we've spent some time and thank you all for listening to repeat episodes over the last couple of weeks, because we've really needed to think back on the year, think about and reflect on how it felt, how it went and where we are now. Mm-hmm. And man, I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of 2023. I, if you had asked me summer of 2023, <laughs> if I was proud of things, no, I but I do think, and I think it's a great point. And, and I've opened up about it on episode 34, my personal struggles and the depression I, I, I had to deal with and, and, and working through that. And 34, I was looking back, I was moving to New York. I was reflecting back on that and I wanted to open up about that. And I think the work that I know I personally did and you were doing it too. Mm -hmm. You're in this together and you were certainly, you know, my biggest ally through, through that time is that that work that I was working on so much personally to get in a better emotional and mental state. I didn't know I was going to need it. Yes. uh, In 2023 for a completely different reason. And so while there were low moments and there were, there were, 
tears and there were just, you know, there was fear involved and change involved. And I'd already gone through so much personally that when, when it was presented specifically in our business, unlike anything I experienced in 20 years, because you've been in business for 20 years, there's not a lot that comes along that you're like, whoa, we haven't seen I didn't see that. Yeah. Or that's new or that <laughs> I haven't seen that coming. Yeah. You know, there's just a lot, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm coming up on 52 years old. So I've also lived a lot. So I am so grateful for the journey of 2022 that helped prepare, you. Pre- prepare and us, support us likely. in 2023. And I think, you know, I do, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for that. So sometimes that difficult work that you either do on yourself or you do on yourself in, in, in relation to your leadership and the things that you're learning, it can sometimes benefit you in ways that you didn't even know. Yeah. But the work is so important. And that's why I can't stress enough the, the, the importance of doing self-work. Emotional intelligence is, is something that we, I continue to just be so grateful for. The, 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 I took a drastic turn and and I talk about putting down the business books and, you know, the books that made me smarter in my craft and started to get more, you know, more in tune with who I am and what that means. And that has, it continues to serve me more so than say, if I would have stayed on the course the last eight, nine years of just becoming an even better marketer mm-hmm. or even a better business leader. And so that's, I think that's, to your point, something that I think we're both very grateful for. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And now grateful for 2023, just in general. I will always remember that year. Yep. Okay. So let's talk about looking ahead. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think if we look in, you know, this year ahead, I mean, I think one thing I know for sure is that if a transformation of any kind, obviously there'd be a scale there transformations are what they are change if, if that's required I think don't think about it being as something you can do overnight you can make changes overnight mm-hmm. to certain things mm-hmm. but if something really needs to change culturally or about the business a new business direction mm-hmm. or whatever that may be or like in our instance we went from being uh, having a workforce of you know all full-time people to now a mixture of full-time and freelance part-time. And again, yeah. And so that's, that is a transformation that we're still working through. We're through the sticky part of it. And now it's just, you know, as our business can, you know, well, is going to flourish in a different way in 2024. It's not having unrealistic expectations of that, significant of a change and I think that's also if you're working on yourself if you think you can hop into therapy two or three times and be done no I mean I would love for just all of us to read Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown and call it a day and we're fixed but that's not (laughs) that that that's not reality so I think these types of things are when we really need to take on the the atomic habit by James Clear approach Mm -hmm. to something every day if you're looking for transformation, what is one thing I can work on relative to transforming this aspect of the business today? What's the one thing I can work on transforming, you know, what I know about myself or what I may know about others? What can I do to do that? So I think uh, we can't expect major things to happen overnight. So that, I know that for sure. Uh, I think being open to, you know, I, I, 
I just, the word expenses are just, I don't know. It's just not, I don't know. It seem, can seem so shallow, but I think reevaluating where your money is being spent, mm-hmm. which is just a sexier way of saying expenses now that I'm hearing myself talk. No, but I mean, but I evaluating it, it versus just that. cuts, cuts, cuts. Why wouldn't you be proactive? cut things that you're not utilizing. So it's almost like assessing those expenses instead of just cutting, cutting yeah, because I, sometimes it's accelerate the expense in a particular is. area. And it's going to benefit your business. We can only assume that people are listening to this podcast are in a position of leadership. If you're in a position of leadership, more than likely you have mm. your finger on some money. Mm-hmm. When you're thinking about the money available to you, mm-hmm. that's like what I'm thinking relative to this. When I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, okay, so if I oversee, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollar budget, how am I going to do that to help me achieve those goals? And how am I going to bring those people that need to help me get there along with me in a very reasonable way, right? Mm-hmm. And so it all that does is it just puts you in a position, quite frankly, leaders, to be a rock star mm-hmm. to your leaders. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and so, you know, our business is 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 a medium-sized business, but now we're 50-50 on part-time and we're 50-50, you know, 50-50 on part-time and full-time that's a shift for us. So I'm looking, Danelle and I are looking at our budget and we're going, okay, like here's the money and here's how we're going to manage mm-hmm. this business going forward. Last year we didn't see what was coming, coming. Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of a surprise. I think this year we're taking kind of the bull by the horns. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and not being so surprised yeah. by things. And again, and we should all operate like that. We should. That's the advice. And that's kind of the big lesson for us. Yeah. I think the other thing is that today in our leadership journey, we have to be a lot more open, especially those of us who are in the wiser category. Yeah. I say wiser. That <laughs> doesn't mean that mean we're wiser us. than, I mean, we have age. wisdom because we're a certain age, right? We earned it. Yeah. We earned it is I think we need to be a lot more open-minded to being cognizant of people's life changes. And if you are truly a human centric organization, human centric leaders, you already know a lot about your people because you care enough to learn and I think it's paying attention to the fact that, that, you know, in our organization alone, like I mentioned, we we had three beautiful babies born in the last year or, well, a yeah, little year bit. But a anyway, year, year and a couple months. Yeah. Um, we had weddings. Uh, we had, mm-hmm. I want to work completely remote. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we had... We had a, you know, we had a, a, a death. We, not to our team, but, uh, you know, a spouse of a, of a t- beloved team member that was very, very difficult. So life's going to continue to happen. Yeah. And I think it's understanding that that is the case and not being caught off guard and trying to be as proactive as you can. Maybe letting your team know that there are part-time roles that are available for when they Love it. choose to Whatever, and maybe there is a role for completely remote if somebody wants to go live in Colorado or whatever the thing is, like that there's opportunities. Can you structure your team to accommodate lifestyle changes if they're a good culture fit, if they're a high performer or a great performer and loyal to your company? Why wouldn't you? Why right. why do you why do you have to be caught off guard by those things? Why can't it be a yeah, we've been we've we've noticed you got engaged. We know your life's changing. So you know, it's, I think it's being, being ready. And we had already started to prepare. What we didn't prepare for is things to happen all at the same the time. Volume. The yeah. volume. Yeah. 
and then that's significant to or an, or an organization when you're our 20 size. yeah our yeah. size you know anywhere from 10 to 30 people yeah. any of those types of changes are going to benefit be be a big impact so i think being proactive around those things and and understanding and that's definitely something we had gotten right which helped us through you know the interesting year of 2023 and i think too i think in, in summary of all of that is that if you're committed to forming exceptional relationship with those who you're close to at work or in your personal life you know it can make all the difference in terms of your ability to motivate and manage any type of change, positive or or the other. Yep. And I think that when we are mentally and emotionally in tuned and secure that changes are going to come yep. of any kind, the kind you might predict and the kind that catches you off guard, you'll be able to weather that. Yep. You'll be able to work through that. And, of course, it goes without saying that you're running a fiscally sound business that your own personal checking account, <laughs> you know, all those, all those are things order. are in order. I'm yes. making a big assumption there because I can't promise you on the other end, you know, any of this. But I think if those those things are a given, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, or you're working towards it, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. that when we have these shifts, we can emotionally and mentally navigate them a bit easier. And so, again, I can't be more grateful for the work that we did that was really, you know, spurred by the fact that I had a poor leadership rating. And now that entire journey, which is what this podcast is about, all the things that we've journeyed through and, you know, is now it's serving us in a way that just, it keeps on giving is my point. So any of that work that you're committed to, it will benefit you in many ways. And you'll look back and be like, wow, if I hadn't done that work, that doesn't mean you're not going to struggle. But if I hadn't done that work, I would have, I would, I don't know how I would have handled this. Right. So it may have been a little bit more painful or a little bit more yeah. out of control, whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's good. Thank you. Mm. All right. Let's transition to music. Um, Google search trends are out for 2023, which I love. We love. Okay. We love trends. Mm-hmm. People love I trends. love personally my Spotify rap, but I you, do too. <laughs> but if you want to talk about a giant, a global giant. Mm-hmm. What does Google have to say? Correct. Okay. So I thought this would be fun for us. Just it says through. to me, a lot of people have time on their hands that. <laughs> and wow. Okay. Like yeah. things like that. Okay. So yeah. the most searched musicians, and I want to be specific about location because it's very different if you look globally versus looking in the USA. I just want to say mm-hmm. we were very surprised by some of this because, and I'll, we'll talk about it, like yeah. why that is. Okay. Yep. So mo- you, you guys want to guess like most search musicians globally. Okay. Number one is Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. Good for her. Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Second globally was Jason Aldean. Who's got a, he's got a restaurant in Nashville, right? Yeah. I just, the, you can get through this list and then I'll just have some commentary. Okay. All right, cool. All right. Joe Jonas globally. Smash Mouth, which, wow, what? let's pull that back from the past, like mm-hmm. a blast from the past email. But what happened was there was a singer that passed away, sadly. Mm-hmm. So I think people were doing research. And then Pepino de Capri, an Italian musician and songwriter, which I'm not familiar with. I've never heard of him. But I want that to That does get... sound like a dish I'd like to <laughs> taste. You know what I'm <laughs> 
you know what sounds really good today? I want the Pepino de, de Capri. Is that bad? Right. But okay. if any of our listeners know anything about it and would like to share some of this, please send us a DM. We'd please. love to learn more. Who is that? So that's my point is that they're the most searched musicians globally. globally. I can tell you that two people on this list, I didn't know the smash about this mouth, mouth but I know that Jason Aldean got caught up in some controversy, yeah, as okay. did Joe Jonas. Oh, I didn't realize that. So to me, this is not just about their music. And I don't know what Shakira's been up to. So I, how do you say that? Shakira. Shakira. But God, Mackie's going to kill me. No, anyway. I love it. Shakira, but Shakira. <laughs> okay. Well, it's maybe your accent that's throwing me off. Anyway, I just feel like I just don't find this to be related to music necessarily. But you do have some other stuff on here. I do. I does. do. But yeah. if we're talking about, I mean. It, it is what it is. Most I mean, search musicians. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now let's get into the music making. Okay, mm-hmm. so top songs. Okay, first of all, Google has a hum functionality. I don't know what that means. That I was... means I can hum a song to Google and it's going to tell me the song. I think it's fantastic. That'd be a fun, like, drinking game. I know. Why are oh we my doing gosh, that? And it's like, sorry, it doesn't compute. Sorry, it doesn't compute. <laughs> your, sl- your hums yeah. are slurred. <laughs> yeah, and it just keeps circling, like, la, la, la. I can't compute. Okay, so <laughs> the top songs used with this functionality on Google, Hum to Search is what it's called, globally. Okay, two of these were by Imagine Dragons. Bones was number one. So two out of all of them mm-hmm. were by Imagine Dragons. So go okay. you, Imagine Dragons. Bones was number one, in fact, and Believer, number five. So okay, I can't do the Believer right now, but I was going to hum it. I can't do it. Okay. Um, Oh, I don't know either it. of these songs, so that's All right. Cool. Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah, you do. Okay. Idol by Yasobi, who Cooper knows. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm sure Mackie Payton does too. Mm-hmm. Young people music. Also pitched in here, pun not intended, at number three. Okay. Okay. So Imagine Dragons and Yasobi yes. are the top three most hum songs on Google in 2023. So the whole point of Megan's <laughs> wiki that we're being entertained by us to go, we got to figure out this hum and search. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. The rest of this information we're gonna get on that right after this quite serve recording. me. Okay. <laughs> Maybe with a glass of wine. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get that believer song down. Cause I got to be able to hum it. Okay. Can't wait. Then I thought we could bring it in a little closer to home. So the top search songs in the USA, which, oh, wow. Number one, Try That in a Small Town by Jason Aldean. So there is a counter to what you said earlier. Correct. Could Stand have been news related, but we need to hear the song, Try That in a Small Town. Okay. That's number one. Mm. Number two. Being from a small town, I probably already did. It'll be interesting to see what the song's about. I so. know, right? Okay. Let's listen to it. All right. There's, okay, so okay, mm. action item number two. We need to listen to that. The second top song search in the U.S. was Richmond North of Richmond. Which, it, you all probably saw this. It went viral. And that's why. Is it the guy standing outside singing? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That man's voice I is, like, from heaven. Like directly from he's heaven. He's from the, like, southeast somewhere. Yeah. Or the east. You mm-hmm. know, but I, I can't put my finger on But it's just a really good It humble, seems like, like the Appalachian Mountains. Something like, like that. Something like that's that. That's the vibe. That's what I, yeah. Well, they're in, like, and they're, like, in his, in the backyard. Like, yes. Like, very wooded. <laughs> okay, so that was number two. Number three was Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim... Petrus. Yum. Yeah, that Great song, song. was in my head mm-hmm. for a good three months. Absolutely. And it was. drove me absolute crazy. So I'm not a fan of this one. Okay. I do like that song, but oh my gosh. Okay. And then I skipped over four, five, and six. 
Because the surprise to me was how low Miss Taylor Swift was on the list at number seven for Cruel Summer. For me, when I was doing this and thinking about this, I was like, for sure. She's mm-hmm. on tour mm-hmm. all around the globe. She's going to be ranked in the top three or the top five or the top ten. She's not. So I had to go all the way down to the USA to get her in the top ten, and she's at, top, at the seventh spot. Okay. Surprising. Mm-hmm. With as much that she did in the economy this year with that tour? Yeah, I think it just comes down to how you use search in relation to music. I think with all the streaming services, maybe we don't use search. On Google? As much. I mean, and maybe if you want to, you know, I don't know. Do you directly go to YouTube if you want to catch a video? Like well, we I talked don't, with Cooper about this last yeah, week. Yeah. This is an interesting thing. Yeah. Maybe you and I do. But he said, no, I'll go to Google. That's the easiest place to go. And then he's going to decide from there. Do I want to look at it on YouTube? Yeah. Do I want to look at it on Spotify? That's what I'm saying. Well, my whole point, and you're yeah. right. And, and and Cooper certainly, you know, I think it's, 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 ha- it's more of a reflection of habits. Yeah, it is. So if this was then broken down by demographics, la, 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 like, okay. you know. I wonder if Spotify, do you remember? I don't know. Like, if you were to say, what were Danelle's top search things Relative to music on Google. I mean, I think we know the outcome. Yeah. Brandy and Taylor. (laughs) Yeah. Brandy and Taylor. (laughs) But even Beyonce is not in the top 10. Yeah, no. And Beyonce had an an amazing year. Yeah. Even Kanye West isn't in the top 10. Mm. Okay. Mm. So I just thought that was interesting. All right. So any other comments on music? Interesting. No, it is. It is, it is interesting. I did learn something because we, we had this conversation. I learned a little bit more from Cooper than you, but that's okay. Hey, (laughs) You did. You did. I was probably half listening and I should listen 100%. Anyway, no, it was good. We will have some links in the show notes for you. Um, Actually, we'll probably just copy and paste a lot of what we talked about. We'll have it transcribed so that you can see kind of these categories that we talked about today. We'd love for you to tell a friend about the podcast. Thank you for doing that. We know you're doing that. And please remember to be visit BeSelfSmarter.com for tools and coaching options for you that you may want to consider in 2024. And until next week, we send you in the week with grateful hearts. Goodbye, everyone. As always, you can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at SelfSmarterPodcast. You can also leave a rating or review if you enjoyed what you heard today. Not only does this mean so much to us, but it also helps other leaders and future leaders find our community. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us in becoming self-smarter. This podcast is produced by Snacks Media and music is from a free platform. Well, that is until Brandy Carlisle reaches out to us to write the original score for our podcast. Friends, have a great rest of your day.